gonna take it for a W. At your desk, on your phone, in the car. It's a show specifically for you, Sacramento. Whitey. She got a new song out of this anyway. Hoops, I did it again. So that's right. Hello? No, nope. no. Nope. Watkins. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I don't want to be the wet blanket on everybody. It's Whitey and Watkins, and it starts. Hurry up! No, 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 no. I say this respectfully, Chris, oh, and I mean gosh. it. At, okay. at least, I'm not making fun. At least your team knows what they need to do to turn things around. Am I right? After you know the Vikings lost to the Eagles, it's like, hello, you watch them play, it's like, well, I think I know what they need to do to fix this. I could have used you last night when, uh, yeah, when I was just throwing things at my television, but uh, but you're not wrong. I mean, you asked me before the game, what was the thing that really went wrong in that week one? And I was like, oh, there was these two really bad turnovers. Uh, there was a strip sack, and then the the Vikings fumbled in their own uh, in their own red zone, and, and you just can't have that if you're trying to win. And what happens about two hours later is the Minnesota Vikings do exactly what they did in week one, and they have four turnovers and still almost win the game. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. Like, it is – there is at least some redeeming quality of that loss that it's very clear and obvious what needs to be taken care of, and that is the football. Yes, and it should be relatively easy to solve. You know, sometimes in sports, no matter what sport you're talking about, your team right. loses and you're just trying to figure out – well, I, we can't figure out what's wrong. Well, right. In this case, it's like, hello, we know what's very absolutely clear. Absolutely, what the problem is. Yeah. Now I know I don't have to ask you if you stayed through the whole sure. game, but your Vikings were battling tooth and nail and all the way horn, whatever that is on the side of their helmets, and they right covered. Down. They covered. Did they? That's, okay. that's all everybody in Vegas cares about. Yeah, I mean, it was. A, I think it was a seven point spread, and the Vikings ended up losing by only six. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's tons of people who are upset by that, but. Yeah, I mean, it was it was good to see them fighting till the end. I mean, the Eagles, uh, I, I think I made it very clear that they are a feared team uh, to the Minnesota Vikings. And the fact that they were able to kind of take some punches and, you know, there were some positives yesterday. I thought the Vikings tackled really well. It took them a while to get to the ball carrier, but once they got there, I mean, there wasn't a lot of broken tackles or anything like that. Defense looks okay. I mean, there were so many possessions that they were just thrown back Especially out there most the of the first half yeah exactly I mean they were on the field for a lot of it and for Jaylen them Jalen Hurts looked a little not sure of what he was seeing very much so and yeah I think th- there was a lot of that game where they were only sending three pass rushers dropping everybody else back it seemed to to really disrupt them and it was there was a lot of positives to take but obviously it's just it's really hard to feel good about the performance when I mean they turned it over as much as even Forget turning it over. I mean, the Vikings have fumbled the ball six times this year already. They've lost all six. There's a little bit of luck involved in that, but or unluck, I should say, involved in that. But at the same time, you can't even put the ball on the deck as much as they're doing. And to, to your earlier point, like they just have to be better at holding on to the ball and not even giving those opportunities to, to be turnovers. When you get an interception and then you fumble it right back. I don't imagine that was your the high point of your viewing experience. Whitey, that first quarter was a master class in Minnesota Vikings football. If you just want like a, a synopsis a synopsis of What's the What's it past, like being a Viking fan? Yeah. It's that first quarter. I mean, so the Vikings punt, Philly fumbles, but they recover. Of course. Of course Philly recovers because God forbid the Vikings actually get a positive turnover. Then Philly punts. It's like, oh my gosh, the Vikings actually stopped them after after pinning them deep in the end zone. Punt to the Vikings. What happens? The fumble goes directly 
to the Eagles. And it's like, oh, no, that's that's bad. And then what happens? Devontae – You might want to get some violin music ready. Safety Chris. gets hurt. Backup safety comes in. They target him immediately over the top. Devontae Smith just mosses him, completely mosses him. Eagles score. Next possession, that same safety who got mossed gets an interception. Oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> What a crazy turn of events. Yeah. Wow, maybe things aren't so bad. Literally the next play, Alexander Madison fumbles, puts the ball on the deck, gives it back to the Eagles. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the rest was pretty much history. The Eagles just ran the ball down the Vikings' throat, and uh, it was tough. It was really, really tough to see. But, uh, you know, I'm going to be stronger. I'll be stronger for it. And, uh, you know, it's tis the life of uh, Minnesota Vikings. Fans. Yeah. Not so everyone right. around here feels yeah. the way you do about the Vikings, but – for 49er fans, an interesting game because two playoff teams from last year, including, yeah. of course, the team that beat the 49ers for a trip to go to the Super Bowl last year. Um, but uh, the thing that really stands out from that game, I think, for all fans is that strange ruling um, oh, man. where you had Jefferson fumbling the ball through the end zone. Yep. So the Vikings on the verge of scoring end up losing the ball. Raider fans all too familiar with yep. that. I know we've seen Carr do that. Yeah. Uh, it, it and that the rule, first of all, I didn't think that there was absolute um, uh, clear and obvious, yeah, clear yeah, and obvious the, evidence that that's what happened. Yeah. Incontrovertible, yes, incontrovertible <laughs> evidence. Sure. Yeah, is that am I right on that? Is that the word, Chris? For yeah. Anyway, I didn't think there was any. Yeah, it was it was close. Uh, I mean, we're actually there, there's a replay right here. Like it's you needed a camera view from above. You need something right down the sideline yes. so you can truly see like which side of the pylon it falls on, but. I mean, maybe this was my depressed brain watching it, no but to me, I was evidence. like, you know what? It honestly doesn't even matter. He fumbled it into the end zone. Like, it's oh well. splitting hairs, and it sucks that he fumbled the ball in the first place. And, Dumb rule. You know, I'm not going to blame Justin Jefferson. He's partially, a not even partially, he's a massive reason why the Vikings are even able to compete in those games. Although, you know, Bill Belichick teaches his players never to do that. Yeah, I mean, there's and there's an argument to it for sure for that exact reason, like, just go that down. Exact like, reason. We will. We will. We have four plays to score from the one yard line. We don't need you to really stress about getting that one extra yard because you know if we can't get that one yard, maybe we didn't deserve to score in the first place. But I'm not gonna. Fl- you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that it was a bad move by Justin Jefferson to try and get a touchdown in that moment. You know, that's that's what makes him great. He's a playmaker. He was trying to make a play and. You know, sometimes you got to live with, with some negatives, but Justin Jefferson, again, like we're not in that game without him. Uh, so. Super question for you here from CK916. It's actually a question for Gene Skeletor. Gene, is there an asterisk on last night's game? The ball boy clearly uh, dipped the Vikings footballs in butter. Please open an investigation. This game has an asterisk on it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Gene Skeletor. It may not be a good rule, but it is a rule, so... Sorry. Deal with it. Also, we have Simone in the chat here. And since she's not here today because right. she had other duties, she thinks she's now eligible uh, for Ooh. chat of the day. And I don't believe that's the case. <sighs> I, I I don't even know if I, you know, have the authority to make that yeah. decree or make that ruling. But I don't believe. I mean, we sometimes we see Kyle on here. Kyle's right. certainly not eligible for that's a good point. chat of the day. So, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I feel like she's a little bit more eligible because she can't like directly like you yesterday are, she literally though. came in here yes, and was like yes. I deserve comment <laughs> or I just had comment of the day. 
like she can't have that kind of influence. So I'm a little right. bit more lenient to let her in, but we'll have to see. I mean, it's it's if it's just an undeniably great comment, like I can't mm-hmm. I can't deny. Yeah, we her have that. to hear. We have to see a great comment yeah, first, exactly. To even That's come the, up with a right, decision. Right. Otherwise, it's not. Yeah, it's not even. Uh, it's not even. Not yeah. even a concern. Exactly. Yeah. So Simone, I mean, if you if you want it, you got you got to earn it. You what better you, bring it. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> what do you think of the notion that the Eagles are kind of like, yeah, they're two zero, but. They're not too impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not great if you're thinking of the big picture. Like, obviously, getting wins and stacking those wins, especially in that NFC East when they're going to be competing with the Cowboys and the 49ers for that one seed in that first-round bye and home field advantage. It's good for that, but in the long run, when you're looking at directly how do you stack up against the Cowboys and the 49ers, it's not great. It's a little alarming, especially the week one performances that both of those two teams put together. You'd ideally like to come out the gates a little bit stronger, for sure. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, 2-0 and is 2-0. and exactly. And yes, uh, people have pointed out that, well, Jalen Hurts' passing numbers are down, but look at the way. Yeah. Again, I, it's okay. I'll do it's okay. The way this they is ran the, the ball this is the last job, night. Man. Yeah, I mean, they were they were unstoppable. And they that's scored 34 points. How doesn't matter you, how you yeah. scored them. I, I can't believe that. If You should not take from last night that, yeah, oh, Jalen Hurts is just continuing to struggle. I thought he looked fine. He had two long balls to Devontae Smith. Those looked great. He was able to get clutch third downs when they needed it. I mean, that push play is just, it's unstoppable. I don't think there's anything you can do about it, but you're completely right. Like, that game was was won because the Eagles recognized that the Vikings could not stop their run game, and that's just good coaching. Like, Jalen Hurts isn't going to pull a Zach Wilson and override runs because he thinks he has a, a more explosive pass available. Like, it was clear the Eagles' offensive line was head and shoulders above where the Vikings' defensive line was at, and they were able to push them five yards every play. So why would you stop? Now, you as a Viking fan, and it's great to have Thursday night football uh, open the floodgates on this big football weekend with the 49ers and the Rams. We're so excited about that. But as a Viking fan, did you appreciate that the officials, they tried to make up for that controversial fumble through the end zone call (laughs) by later on allowing – uh, the Vikings to run a car over AJ Brown, tie him up, <laughs> hit him in the head with an anvil right before he made a catch. Oh my at gosh! The goal line. Get out of here! I mean, look, the man. refs the refs were bad in general yesterday. There was a call. Justin Jefferson was getting abused by Darius Slay the entire game. There was a play. I think it was the either TJ Hawkinson or. It was it was a play down the in the red zone again, where Verlade. he got hit early as well. Like it was it was pretty evenly officiated i would say and i just think the refs were bad yesterday and by the way herb street and al michaels also like they were in week one form they did not they were they were getting people's names wrong they were they said at one point oh i, I think kirk herb was like oh that's left tackle christian derisaw trying to tough it out and he allowed a sack derisaw was on the sideline it was clearly Oli udo and then later corrected himself but it was just like what do you like are you guys even watching the game I ha- if I have to watch this, y'all have to watch it too. Okay? That's unfortunate. It was. It was very unfortunate. You didn't think that was pass interference on AJ Brown? No, oh, no, it definitely was. Yeah, okay. And I love yeah. how and I, they call I don't know who it's clearly not Gene Skeletor, but they they Terry call McCauley. Yeah, and they every scary, single time. Terry McCauley. <laughs> nothing wrong there. No, I mean when you look at it in replay, like yeah, frame for frame, he was maybe a frame early, but in real time you can't tell. 
except for everybody yelling. Yeah, everybody yelling at their televisions knows yeah. that's clearly a pass interference. So may not be a good rule, but it is a rule. <laughs> you got that way too fast. <laughs> He's very good. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it was. You know, it was frustrating, but uh, you know, there's some positives, and the Eagles are a better team than the Vikings. So, you know, I was expecting. I made it very clear that I was expecting a loss all day yesterday and all week. So, you know, the fact that they even competed with them, I, I took as a positive, and uh, you know, season's not over. So, uh, chat of the day nominee, perhaps it has to. What we said yesterday it has to be a seven. Yes, it's got to be at least, at least seven, seven to be a non- possible nominee. Yeah, from your buddy Jr. I went to the bakery. They had no turnovers left. The Vikings had them all. Christopher Lott is laughing. He's giving it. He's that's probably like a seven. That's probably a oh, seven, I'm, maybe an eight. I'm giving it an eight. Easy. That's strong. It's definitely strong. So there's. I uh, don't love it. I don't love it, but it's strong. A chat of the day. Now he already had call of the day earlier this week. So he's going for the unprecedented yeah. double, double of call yeah. of the day and chat comment of the day. Yeah, uh, in the same week. It, yeah, it's it's you know I, I don't even know what Kirk to say. Cousins I mean, it's at great. my expense, I guess. Right, Kirk Cousins, oh prime time, you know, Kirk Cousins. Oh. Yeah, he was great, the most underrated quarterback in NFL history, Kirk Cousins. Right, I heard that somewhere. <laughs> I thought it was I was dreaming it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> He was he was really good yesterday, with the exception of the strip sack, which again that's back to back weeks now where he's had strip sacks. Partially not his fault. I mean, you know the the line isn't doing him any favors there. But but I thought Kirk their line it, held man. up better than yeah. obviously they didn't run the ball great. But right. overall, I thought the uh, protection they afforded yeah. Cousins was better than you know that I Definitely. was saying yesterday on 100%. the air. Yeah, I, I think they kept him upright. They allowed him to make plays and and. Kirk, you know, he, he you give him an opportunity and he can make plays, especially when he's down. Like if you're if you're gonna give him some leeway, I'm telling you, like he he's not as bad as what everyone wants you to think. He is a good quarterback. It's just, you know, sometimes he's gonna have boneheaded mistakes. Sometimes he's gonna just not be able to adapt to to some situations. But he he was really good last night. Coming up next, the significance of that Philly sideline spat, and also mm. further proof that uh, Philly's coaches Fairly smart, not super smart. That's next year. Whitey and Watkins on Sackdown Sports. Check out Whitey and Watkins now on YouTube. Search Sackdown Sports and watch the show from your desk. The only thing I'm afraid of with the 49er game this week, and 49er fans are going to think I'm jinxing them or something, but I, I can remember years ago when Bill Walsh was the coach and be so excited in this great 49er team, they'd have a game somewhere and it'd be like, yeah, this should be a good game. They're on the road against Cleveland or somebody, and then they would just annihilate the other team. Just annihilate them. Yeah. And I'm afraid that that, I mean, that's to me, that's the way this game is shaping up. Yeah, I, I think that, you know. I'm the, looking forward to it, but, you know, it's possible by the third quarter it's going to be a. Blowout. Complete yeah. blowout. I, I definitely. Went blank this guy. Is. Yeah, it's this guy over here. This time it's not actually me. Uh, yeah, it's nice to have the shoe on the other foot. But that's time. a good thing if you're a 49er fan. Absolutely, for sure. And I think it's a really real possibility. It feels like, you know, when you look at the Niners schedule, they play the Giants next week. We'll see if the Giants bounce back this weekend. But yeah, two games. Uh, well, Sunday and Thursday. Yeah, yeah it's 49ers. looking like that could be an easy matchup. And then I think in week four, they play Arizona for the first time. So, you know, it's not bad that you have a couple weeks to ramp up before. I think Cowboys is, is the following week in week five. So, you know, it, it's. It's good to have 
a couple easy wins leading into when, you know, when real action or, you know, when you're really playing some tough teams. So it might not be fun, but I think it it can still be productive. And I think building confidence leading into those games is a great thing. And I know on any given Sunday, blah, blah, blah. And also the fact that the, what is it, eight in a row now? The 49ers have beaten the Rams? I think it's seven or eight, yeah. And it's yeah. just, obviously, that streak's not going to go on for not gonna go on forever. It might. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> it might. You never know. So we'll see. I would like to see a competitive game, but I doubt that they will. I don't think so. I just don't think the Rams have the firepower to do so. Like, the 49ers offense, it's I've talked endlessly about it, but they're, they're incredible. Uh, maybe the best or most explosive in the NFL, and... You know, the Rams are thrown to Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua. So it's, it's Puka Nakua, by the way, didn't practice yesterday. Yeah, so. I saw he's questionable, so we'll, we'll even Puka Doncic! <laughs> and the Rams don't have Jalen Ramsey anymore either. So, you know, it's going to be tough well, for Cooper them to Cu- defend. Oh. oh, they don't have him either. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be tough for them to just even keep up with the 49ers offense, let alone the fact that the Niners defense is one of the best in the NFL. One of the things we know about the 49ers is that, at least for now, everybody's on the same page. Brock Purdy talked about that yesterday uh, and he, when he was talking about the blocking downfield on McCaffrey's long run. Everyone is unselfish. I don't know right now that we can say that about the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Eagles are 2-0. Oh, so, yes. Uh, not to make, at the risk of making too much of this, I should say, last night in an interesting situation on the sidelines. By the mm-hmm. way, it reminded me of what somebody said about Nick Sirianni, the Eagles coach, when he was hired. And this would have been January of 2021 when the Eagles hired Nick Sirianni. There was an anonymous NFL executive who said this to Jeff McLean. Okay. Quote of Nick Sirianni. Good guy. Solid candidate. Fairly, but, fairly smart. But... But not super smart. <laughs> Concern is he is likely to top out at a B-level coach for a team that is in the mix to make the playoffs, but not a wow. real Super Bowl coach. Low drama, even keel. We don't know who said that. Wow. Nick Sirianni did get he them. He just got continental. <laughs> yeah, for real. Did, did get them to the Super Bowl, but that always has stuck with me. Fairly smart, but not super smart. And I think he That's proved crazy. that last night <laughs> because after the game, a reporter asked him, Coach, uh, you know, you had that dust up there on the sidelines with the Hertz and, and Brown. Do you have any comment on it? Nick Sirianni says, I wasn't aware of that. The reporter says, what? Coach, there's video of you. You were in the, you were, <laughs> you were in between them. You actually had to break them up. So it's <laughs> That's fantastic. I did not see, I did not see that. Uh, that's incredible. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I mean. So remember, fairly smart. Yeah. That's super smart. Well, hey, see- guys, I don't know. I'm new. I don't know everybody's name yet, yeah. so. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, that I mean that comment, what I read from that is, yeah, he's not as smart as what he thinks he is, and that, <laughs> that sounds like, I mean, Nick Sirianni's comment last night sounds like he thought he was smarter than everybody else. He's like, oh, I, I can get by this one. There's yeah. no way they're going to know that I actually yeah. was the one who broke it up. Sirianni initially said he was unaware of what happened. When told cameras showed his involvement, he responded. He said, Oh, yeah. oh, that, that, yeah, that, that one. Well, oh, duh. yeah. I mean, you know, that's just boys being boys. You know, and you can't blame him, coach. Trying to, you know, coach speak. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about deflate it. Deflate the situation. So the way he played it, conversations we have on the field are going to be private. Conversations we have in our locker room are going to be private. Except when y'all don't television. need to know what was going on right there. And you know, Jalen Hurts says. Uh, Everyone wants to contribute. It's a competitive fire, yeah. and it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I don't they know all that say. it is. 
I don't think so. I mean, most times than not, like, this is what got Stephon Diggs off the Vikings. I mean, this is Terrell Owens' pretty much entire career, the reason why he bounced around from team to team to team. It's, you know, it's it's the receiver drama. Like, the receivers tend to feel like they, they deserve to have the ball in their hand. And it's even worse when, I mean, I can't remember the exact point in this game, but the Eagles were up like 27 to seven. And I've, I feel like the complaint happened somewhere around the that. CK nine one six says, excuse me, but no, to your good. point, uh, Brown yelling at hurts about not getting the ball enough when they were up 27, 14, not a good yeah. look. Reminds <laughs> me of another Brown dot, dot, dot. Yeah, it is a little Antonio Brown esque. Now all he needed to do was take his pads off and hop in the end zone and then leave the field. But chat comment yeah. of the day nominee. That's a definitely a close one. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Right. Yeah. That's that's, that feels like a seven to me. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, it's not a great look, and especially, you know, it's probably a little bit of insecurity. Like, you know who didn't have a bad game for the Eagles? What receiver? Uh, the one on the opposite side. Devontae Smith got two really long touchdowns. Or, I'm sorry, two really long throws. One was a touchdown. You know, something tells me it's a little bit of jealousy. A.J. Brown was traded over here. He was kind of meant to be top dog, and then... Uh, you know, Devonta Smith definitely has some pedigree leading into uh, leading into his pro career, and he's starting to blossom. Maybe AJ Brown's hearing a little bit of footsteps. Mm-hmm. You know? Travis Kelsey says, uh, "Excuse me, Jason, Jason Kelsey, of course, Jason Man. Kelsey." Did you check out the Kelsey documentary? That I did not. Those, they I, they promoted that a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Jason Kelsey said, "You want guys talking? I think actually it's worse <laughs> when guys aren't talking. The fact that they were having an exchange at all is a positive." We all have a very high expectation. We know mm. what we're really good. We know that we should be playing better than we are. I will say Jalen Hurts seemed to handle it well. He did, yeah. And then he started going to A.J. Brown. He did, and yeah. And that's a smart quarterback right yep. there. Yeah, went to him like, on third right, down. Yeah, yeah, I'll throw to him, and yeah, we're good. Yeah. But it's just a bad It's sign. a bad look. Yeah, it's just a really, really bad look. And, uh, yeah, you're right. Jalen Hurts did go right to him on a really important third down, went to him, and, and got the most important third down of the game. So, you know, that's, that's like a, a point guard feeding the big man when he runs the floor. It's just like sometimes you, you got to just – you got to acknowledge the guys who are putting in some dirty work and might not get the, the fruits of the labor. But, you know, sometimes, yeah, you just got to feed some, some hungry mouths. My theory is that wide receivers are the biggest prima donnas in all Absolutely. of sports because they have to be. Mm. Because they're the only Close ones whose numbers – Well, yeah, but they, they rely on someone to get in the ball or they can't do anything. Mm. I mean, you can also say that about basketball. Sure. But in basketball, everybody gets the ball at some point. For the point. most part, yeah. Yeah. But a receiver's out there. It's like, if the guy, if he didn't, no one throws him the ball. Right. Come on. You're not giving me a chance to shine. Yeah. No, and a lot of quarterbacks, I shouldn't say a lot, but some, I don't want to do a, a Roger Goodell here, but uh, some quarterbacks will say that, you know, they like when receivers tell them they're open because a lot of the time, you know, you're a quarterback, you got everybody's route tree in your head and, you're just not even looking over there. And so, you know, sometimes, again, closed mouths don't get fed. Sometimes you do have to let your quarterback know, like, hey, dude, like, this guy can't guard me. I'm open. Let it fly. And, you know, there, there's an element to it. And, of course, there's a balancing act to it. But, uh, you know, it, I think this is much to do about nothing. It's still week two. It's early in the season. Eagles have their passing game hasn't been as electrifying as what people were expecting. But there's still there's plenty of time left for, for them to get on track. They've just beaten two legitimate yeah contenders like average teams i would say like yeah they're they're middle class team like the vikings and the patriots are both teams that will probably be hovering around 500 i don't know which side they'll fall on i think the the worst side of 500 but they're formidable opponents it's not like you're playing the tampa bay buccaneers or you know the panthers or something like that like you you play two decent enough teams and 
the games were close, but you you ended up pulling out. So, mm-hmm. and you're still not a Thursday night football fan, huh? No, not really. Like it's it's fine in the sense of like I was able to appreciate the fact that it's nice to have like two teams really highlighted, and it's cool when it's your team that's the team that's being highlighted. You feel like everybody's kind of peeking in for a moment at what you're going through in a season, and you're really spotlighted, but. You know, that's the same case for Monday, and it's just, I don't know, it still feels too early. Like, I think Friday night football I might like more, but really? something about the Thursday element of it, it's just, it's not quite, doesn't quite hit for me personally. Thursday night football used to be the AFC slash NFC South game of the week. It'd be, it'd be <laughs> yeah. like, and yes. it's Tennessee against Jacksonville. Yeah. Don't miss next week, Thursday night football. Jacksonville will be at Tennessee. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. Like, this but is the last games got, I want to see. Those were two good teams last night. Yeah. And next week we got the 49ers yeah. and the Giants. Yeah, we'll see how the Giants Better perform. Schedule. But yeah, it should, be, it should be good. And at least, yeah, to your point, it's not the worst teams in the Remember NFL. when they used to do the color rush on Thursday night to try to give us a reason to watch? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that that's done. Well, it's, it's, it's done to an extent. I think some teams still have some jerseys that they're pulling out specifically for Thursday, but I, I was not a fan of and the color And colorblind so. people had to keep yelling at them, That's we right. can't tell the teams <laughs> right, apart. Right. The first one was Buffalo and all red against yeah. the Jets and all green, and red, green, colorblind people were like, hello! Which team's which? Yeah, yes. I mean, that sounds like a nightmare. Coming up next here, uh, we have three keys to victory Sunday for the 49ers. I think, I don't know, are there many more than that, or has it really just come down to one or two things? I think it's one. I, I'd be shocked if we can even get to three. Really? I think it's just right. like, I think it's just, just win. See if we can uh, meet that challenge next yep. year. Watkins, Whitey, Sacktown Sports. Happy Friday. Just saw the strangest thing here on X. Alan Cal, big Kings fan. He just tweeted, he tweeted a thread. I only saw the first picture he tweeted. Picture of Peja in a Raptors jersey. And Chris Watkins, even I though he looked just, it up, he's going, nope. Because I know it happened, but that didn't happen because I, I don't remember it. You know, they always say, like, photo or else it didn't happen or, like, a video or else it didn't happen. And you showed me the picture, and I still don't believe <laughs> That's that why happened. I showed you because I looked at that, and part of my brain said, hmm, does not come out. Yeah, I just – I. I remember Peja on the Hornets. I remember him, obviously, you know, I think he spent a little bit of time on the Pacers and then, uh, you know, ended his career with the Mavericks where he won the championship. But Toronto Raptors uh, just don't remember it at all. Two games. Yeah, two games. I looked at the transactions on basketball reference. Apparently the Hornets traded him with Jared Bayless uh, to the Toronto Raptors for David Anderson, Marcus Banks, and uh, Jarrett Jack. And then was waived uh, by the Raptors uh, two months later. So I don't remember anything about the Peja Stojakovic Toronto Raptor era, but apparently it happened. Ten points a game in those two games, and he took three three pointers and made two of them. So for the Raptors, sixty six percent from three, and they let him go. I know that's got to be a Raptor career high. I don't even think Doug Christie did that. Hmm. Strange. Strange. Yeah, and then uh, I mentioned Simone, and she's desperately on the chat trying to get She's just throwing Hail Marys, yeah. She does say, one Jackie Robinson away from the start of the King season, which I think she's 42 days, I believe, is where she's going there. Yeah, that's that's not going to be good enough. SMH, uh, huh? Just yeah, sometimes you can try too hard for yeah, something. Yeah, Two Jeff Kent's away. <laughs> I don't know why that's the 21 I went with. Yeah, let's let's not do Jeff Kent. Jeff Kent's. Uh, how about like Roberto Clemente? Two two Roberto Clemente's All away. Two Vladis away. You know, the great Clemente. Uh, Forty. Well, of course, if you have time to think about. How it. How about like a Chuck Hayes away? 
We're Chuck Hayes away from a, from the King season starting. I like that one the most. Yeah, you're saying she should have gone with a basketball player. Is that what you're saying? That also would have yeah. been. I, just the reference was also just uncle. Mm-hmm. One Jackie Robinson away. It's like, uh, okay, yeah, forty two. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Meanwhile, it's football season. Yeah. And we've got the 49ers against the Rams. Three keys? You don't even think that there are three keys. You think it's, <laughs> they don't need to do three things well to win this game. You I think one is show up. One is show up. Yeah, that was one is- number one on my list. <laughs> Did it sit seriously? It literally, right there. You see it that? Says, number one. Show, show up. up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much, like, there's – I. I just have a tough time seeing any way in which the Rams are able to keep up with the with the Niners offense. And again, like this is the 49ers offense is like injuries are kind of baked into it even. Like if if you can say Doomsday oh, like, okay, they just have to show up. Well, what if Debo Samuel well, how about the guy who had a hundred yards and two touchdowns? Well, what if Christian McCaffrey go well, they have Elijah Mitchell who was a more than capable backup and you know, Brock Purdy, of course, if he goes down, then you have the great Sam Darnold, who's the human jugs machine at, at quarterback. So I, I just I cannot see a way that the Niners blow this game. Number two, put pressure on Stafford. I've Something got that, that one the as Seattle well. Seahawks were unable to do. Yeah, I think he had two. He only went down twice, but that Rams offensive line is terrible. You would suspect that the 49ers with their godly defensive line would get to Stafford a lot, and that would really, really bother him. I mean, I again, like – I don't see Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua having each having 100 yards again uh, if the line can get to them the, the way that they did to uh, Kenny Pickett last week. And then three, run the ball down the Rams' throats and run the ball right at 99. Yeah. <laughs> I, so he's sitting there getting ready to tee off. You yeah. know, here I come. like, ah! Get him on his heels a little, yes, for sure. Yes. Absolutely. Like, keep him guessing. And, you know, if he's going to be a pass rusher and if he, they're going to put him on the outside to try and get him isolated on McKivitz, Run it to where he's not even. I mean, yeah, absolutely. You want I mean, to run that's it a good at point. him. But- you know, last week, uh, McKivitz, of course, right tackle. Right. And that 65-yard run, they ran left a lot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if uh, if Don- uh, if uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Donald is yeah. over there <laughs> on the right side, you don't have to run at him if that's not your strongest side. But there's something to be said also for keeping him busy and running right at him. Yeah, and the thing that I wrote down for my number, I have pretty much both of the things that you have. Uh, how about just, I mean, a lesson from, from the Eagles in week one and week two, keep your foot on the gas. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that there's any reason why, again, I don't, I don't, can't see the Rams offense keeping up with the Niners, but I got a short week, Chris, I might want to re- get sure. more rest for my team with another game coming up Thursday. I think that's fine. But if anything, just score quick, then get, get to 40 points by the end of the third quarter. And so that way you can rest your guys in the fourth, but get up early, get up get and and stay i mean again like until you get to 35 40 points like i I wouldn't feel like any lead is safe and you know yeah you you definitely want to stay fresh for thursday against the giants but you know you also uh you also definitely want to make sure that you have this game wrapped up yeah i'm i'm looking forward to talking to emil today at four our 49er insider for a number of reasons uh, chief among them, I want to ask him that question. Is there any way that the fact that you have another game Thursday yeah. influences your game plan? Because, you know, with the football coach, Kyle Shanahan, with the goals they have this year, it's like, we're winning this game. Yeah. We worry about next week when we get to next week. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, again, like they're fighting for 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 positioning and, and you know, they have to think big picture with the Lions. I'm sorry, with not not the Lions, with the Cowboys and the Eagles who are going to be fighting for the that. Lions. Uh, the Lions. Um, 
You got a pretty good quarterback. You've said so yourself. You're no, on record as not. having said I've so yourself. I've never said that before in my life. Um, the elite quarterback no, that is Jared no, Goff. That was not a cue for you to hit that. I don't know where that came from. You know, the Niners. They, Sorry. They, nah, my bad. <laughs> the Niners are going to have to pick up as many wins as possible. And so to your point, yeah, I mean, like, you, you just got to get the win. Think about next week when it comes, but, like, secure this win and then and then you could start worrying about next week so I, I think they it sounds nice to yeah get ahead and Trent Williams was talking last week about how they were on the field so much he was tired you know like part of that is also getting into shape and working yourself into shape and you know you, you might have to stay on the field longer than what you want but I think the 49ers again I just think they need to make sure that they secure the the victory this week first and foremost if I were to sum up my keys to the win this week into one Chris Watkins drop of all the drops yeah. that, that you have given to us over the last few weeks here mm-hmm. that, that uh, Chris Farlotta is ready. It would be figuratively here, not literally, because you want to play good, hard, clean football. Mm-hmm. It would be to hit the Rams in the no-no zone. That would be. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. He gets hit in the no-no spot. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, just like, just take it just, to him. Yeah. To the point where you right don't there. give them any chance to think. Hey, we might be pretty good after right. all. No, you want them hurting. You want them on the floor, hands on their knees. Like they really just—they took us down. Like you want to—you want to take them down, and you want to—you want them to feel like, hey, you guys had that cute win in week one, but exactly. we're the class of this right. division, and it's fine that you guys think you're going to have a fun season, but we're here trying to actually, you know, win the big one, and so. Have your fun Let, next week. Yeah, You're not exactly. having fun against Pat us. Pat him on the head and say 3, that 3, was 9, fun. 1140 Jr. joins us on Sackdown Sports. Oh, boy, Sports. he's double-dipping. Hello, Jr. We're one Ronnie Lott away. Come on. There you there go. There you go. That's another good one. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Come on, Simone, Golden Boys. <laughs> I will say when Simone answers the phone and it's not Chris, it's much more pleasant to get on. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Hey, it's nothing like Niner fan to have a Rams game coming up, and it's been great that we've been crushing them. And all my Rams fans want to say, oh, we beat you in the NFC game. And I have to remind them how much we crushed them just a few years earlier, you know, 30 to 3. You and know, the, and the they thing don't... is, let's be honest, JR. I know we're, we're always honest with each other. The 49ers yeah. should, should have won that game too. They should have won that game too. Oh, that interception hit. I can't remember the DB. Hit him right in the freaking chest. Dukowski <laughs> Hit him yeah. right in the chest. No, maybe I couldn't have caught it. But, you know, someone like Phantom, he could have caught that. <laughs> right? I mean, and he's blind in both eyes twice. So, yeah, come on. Uh, but So, yeah, they the should have won that. But but I still, I, these young bloods on your radio probably don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful 1990 win where we beat Chris Everett, made him like go down on. You, 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 go back, Watkins. Watch the video. He like cowardly just goes down and no one even tackles him. That's, oh, uh, that's how the Rams are and that's how they play. I was that's at. Were you are. at that game, R- J- Jr.? I, I was. I was of course, too. I was. There. I was too. Yeah. I, well, I bought a pretzel from you that day. I think. No. <laughs> pretzel. Pretzel. And that thing tastes like a rock. It was like a friggin' puck from a hockey game. <laughs> I want my money back from that <laughs> friggin'. Uh, okay. Yeah. Bye-bye. I'm Thank out of here. Bye, JR. Have a good weekend. I wasn't selling pretzels. I was covering the game. I wasn't selling pretzels at Could have been Candlestick Park. But it was that game was very, very one-sided. You said 1990 which game? It was 1991 NFC Championship game. Oh, that's some high stakes. Okay.
and just just boat raced them, just not even a chance. But you know how I don't know if that was for the nineteen. I think it was a nineteen ninety season, so the nineteen ninety one. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was that in ninety one. You know but gets. it's for the yeah. You know how that gets season. a little bit. Right. Uh, coming up next, we're going to huddle up with some of the NFL's most interesting concessions items of the season. Yep, for that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and then Verla and I are going to try to guess which one you would eat. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Do fancy me a pretzel. Uh, That's next year with Whitey and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Download the Sacktown Sports app and listen to Whitey and Watkins on your smartphone. 49ers Rams right here on Sacktown Sports on Sunday. Not to dampen the mood because 49er fans seem pretty optimistic, but we do have some unfortunate injury 49er news to share. Sammy Womack is uh, he's not going to play this week. In fact, he's expected to be out six to eight weeks Yeek. with a knee injury. Kyle Shanahan reporting today. Looks like an MCL injury uh, that occurred late in practice Wednesday, Chris Watkins. That's not great. I mean, that's, you know, it, it shouldn't impact. I'm not going to change my uh, my prediction of the 49ers uh, just killing the Rams, but it's it's not great. And uh, I'm looking at the 49ers depth chart. I'll have to ask Emil about it when we have him on later. But it seems like the 49ers uh, cornerback depth is, is just not really there. I mean, at least according, I'm looking at the ESPN depth chart, and it looks like you know, they're, they're really only four deep at corner right now, which various Ward, Isaiah Oliver, Diamador Lenore, and Ambry Thomas with uh, Daryl Luter and now Sam Womack being out. I wonder if maybe they'll, they'll bring on some, mm. you know, some free agents or something like that. But I, I don't know if they can get that handled and situated by Sunday. But, but six uh, to eight weeks, obviously, that's a that's significant. So you're going that goes beyond yeah, this week. Exactly. So you're going to have to replace that t- to some extent. But uh, it, it's definitely a blow to, to the. DB room, which was already, you know, it, it's one of the 49ers weaker spots. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a, a weak spot in the team, but it's, it's definitely not one of their strengths. As Niners Wire has reported, the 49ers have three corners on the practice squad. Oh, okay. So perhaps one That's of them yeah. will be uh, activated for Sunday. Unfortunate news. Yeah. A very um, versatile and, and valuable performer in the secondary. Absolutely. Yeah. And on special teams as well. And, you know, it's it's never good when you're going to lose somebody who, who actually, you know, plays a significant, you know, semi significant role. Like, the, it's never going to be positive, but again, you know, it's not. It shouldn't be the end all, be all, and the 49ers should be deep enough, uh, just you know, across the roster to be able to survive it. So, time to play. What will Watkins eat? Yes, and I have my here... girlfriend's least favorite game. <laughs> Every time, man, I can never figure it out. Why, why is that? She just asked me what I want to eat, and I'm always like, well, what do you want to eat? And it's like, no, I asked you first. And then I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea. Nothing is in my mind. So. It's just usually a stalemate for about 15, 20 minutes mm, until she's like, huh. if you don't say something, we're not going to eat. And then I'm like, okay, huh. I guess I guess we can do HelloFresh. <laughs> okay. I guess we'll do the most obvious expect. option. Sometimes you, you don't even know a wet blanket is there and you walk it's smack just, into I'm it. I'm telling you, man, it's it's not even intentional. It's just, it's what I do. I mean, HelloFresh, at least it's just seven decisions to make on a Sunday, correct? <laughs> Uh, and then as you go through the week, it just yeah. becomes less and less. Yes, exactly. But the problem is you do the ones that you want most first. And so by the end of the week, it's like, do you want pan fried chicken with, you know, carrots and, and couscous? Or do you want uh, 
you want artichokes? And it's like, uh, none, none I, of those I, is really inspiring. We have for you five items that are available this year at NFL stadiums, including okay. one that's available at Levi's. Ooh. I apologize to those with us on YouTube. I have pictures, but Do I don't you really. Think, oh, yeah, I'm I have excited. pictures. I'm all of a sudden really I've only excited. four of them. I'm okay. sorry. That's just the way it worked out. But here are your five items. Number right. one. And here's a picture of it if you'd, if you'd like that to see helps. this. That helps. Yeah, let me see this. This is available Ooh. in Philadelphia. It's the Slim Chicken 2.0, an okay. apple fritter sandwich. Apple fritter sandwich okay. with frosted flakes, fried chicken, okay. Cooper Sharp cheese, honey glazed bacon, cherry jam, and ghost chili, which, as you know, is very Okay. Do you want me to get – I shouldn't no, we, comment on this. Yeah. Okay. Just don't You're welcome on to. I yeah, no, I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to try and give uh, give any hints away. Yeah. So number one, the slim chicken apple fritter, <laughs> frosted flakes, fried chicken sandwich. Hilarious that it's called slim chicken. Uh, item number stuff. two. Okay. If you're uh, hanging out at AT and T Stadium, wow. Jared Jones won't come see the yeah, uh, real football. Jared don't. Uh, you might want to order the lineman burrito. <laughs> okay. It better be seventeen stuffed. inch tortilla. 17-inch tortilla <laughs> filled with famous Cowboys mac and cheese, yeah. oh. in-house smoked brisket, jalapeno pepper jack sausage, okay. pico de gallo, and homemade candy jalapenos. Okay. That's can, the, can I add yeah. something to this? Because I think... Yes. I, I, after working with Chris, I kind of understand a little bit. <laughs> now, can he say, like, uh, can he get any subtractions off of anything? Like, are we going to get something like, yeah. are we going to get something like, yeah, I would eat it, but because of this, right, I'm going to be a no. Right, because of the cherry jam or something. Well, like, that's, that's a no-go. I think in the spirit of the game, know. we have to just assume okay. that, yeah, and you As have is. to have one of these. It's possible yes. that you would say, with like with your girlfriend, I don't want any of them. Do you want it? I don't want it. But you have to take one let of these, okay? We're off to At a good start. At least one. You could have all of them if you want. We're off to a good start, so let me tell you. All right, and I don't have a picture of that one. Oh, that's okay. I, 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 have, I visualized it. Yeah, number three, and there's only five here. Yeah. Number three, Cleveland, uh, The and this is uh, kind of brunch-inspired, funnel cake topped with chicken tenders, powdered sugar, and oh. syrup drizzle. Okay, and it's kind of like I actually don't like know a, what that's called. I don't know if there's a name on it there, but that's no. what it is. Funnel cake, so it's like a chicken and waffles, yes, but funnel cake. that's what they're going for, for sure. Chicken tenders, powdered sugar, and syrup drizzle. Okay. Yeah, they're definitely going for a chicken and waffles vibe there. Yeah, and I, I just want to say here before we get any further, really appreciate the fact that I can tell you are putting some serious thought into this. I'm writing them down so that I know which one. <laughs> I mean, I would he is studying have. these yeah, items. I am. Number four. Great. Hey, when we're at Levi's, uh-huh. uh, you can order this. There's a picture of it right wow, there. Wow, for eighty dollars. This no, is uh, no cream puffs topped with caramel drizzle and gold flakes. Okay. Interesting. Now there's a, I think there's a commercial for, is it uh, Jackson Rancheria, where there's they show somebody like a chef and he's putting oh, yeah. some gold flake yes. on a dessert. Yes, exactly. And it's it's pretty much just for show and to raise the price of it. It's, yeah, uh, so that's there's no function. San Francisco uh, cream puffs. And number five, okay. look at this sucker. Look at this picture here. Can't that stop is a bone-in beef <laughs> short rib sandwich. So it's a big sandwich that looks like it has a handle. Yeah, it does. Because the bone is in the beef that's in between the, the slices of bread. Bone and beef short rib sandwich. Wow. Pepper jack cheese, crispy onion, uh, crispy onion straws, pardon me, spicy barbecue sauce. Okay. So those are the five. We got the slim chicken. We got the lineman burrito, the Cleveland funnel cake with chicken tenders, the 49er cream puffs, 
and the Kansas City bone and beef short rib sandwich. Don't okay. tell us yet, but let us know yeah. when you've made your decision. I've made my. Uh, there can only be one. Yeah, there's got to be one at the top <laughs> of the list. Okay, we'll we're, we'll take a quick break. Okay, and then we'll come back and see if we can guess your answer. Okay. Okay. Also, can, yeah, yeah. Also, coming back with uh, Brock Purdy, his explanation yesterday as to what separates the 49ers from every other team in the league. Coming right up here, White and Watkins on Sackdown Sports.